Good afternoon. This is Keith from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm uh, going to do a short documentary on Nessie. So here it is without any further ado. They're said to be a notorious creature that lurks in a freshwater lock, famously known as the Loch Ness. Plenty For years, source. its mysterious intrigue has drawn visitors from all over the world bottom in hopes of spotting the elusive and intangible beast that has boggled and fascinated minds for centuries. You might have heard of it. It's called the Loch Ness Monster, and according to some, it is indeed very, very real. The Loch Ness Monster is usually described as being a large creature with a long neck and possessing one or more humps that protrude from the water. In the early 20th century, it was proposed that the creature may have actually been a living dinosaur, more specifically, a plesiosaur, which was a long-necked aquatic reptile that certainly matched the description of the Loch Ness, or as the locals call it, the Nessie. It became a considerably popular theory at the time Despite the fact that, as we all know, dinosaurs went extinct some 65 million years ago. But given that some tetrapods, sea turtles, and crocodiles had survived the extinction event, there began a buzz of excitement that maybe a dinosaur species could have survived too. But it wouldn't be long before these theories about the Nessie being a dinosaur were debunked because the plesiosaurs, which the Nessie was being compared to, were cold-blooded reptiles that needed warm tropical waters. If you've ever been to Scotland, you'll know that the words warm and tropical do not exist. The Loch Ness itself is only around 5 degrees, making it unsuitable for a plesiosaur. Furthermore, the plesiosaur's dietary requirements would not have been sufficiently met by what the Loch Ness had available. There are also ideas that state that based on the skeletal structure of a plesiosaur, it could not lift its head in the way that the Loch Ness monster supposedly could, according to eyewitness accounts and photographs. As if that wasn't proof enough that the Nessie isn't a dinosaur, it should also be noted that could the Loch Ness itself is only around 10,000 years old, which dates back to the end of the last ice age. Before then, it was actually frozen for 20,000 years. If the Loch Ness was home to a plesiosaur species, they would have been seen far more frequently as they still needed oxygen and would therefore surface more often. So it's not a dinosaur. Then what is it? Well, if we look at Scottish folklore, we can understand that monsters of the lake such as the Loch Ness are frequently associated with Kelpie legends. Kelpie being shape-shifting water spirits that inhabit the lochs and pools of water in Scotland. Oh, I don't know about that one. Often, Kelpie are said to manifest as horses more solid or water proof. horses, but can generally appear as whatever they wish, including humans. Some accounts include Kelpie retaining their hooves, regardless of their transformation making them identifiable. There are those that believe that the Kelpie, who are often noted as being mischievous and malevolent, have physically manifested into the monster we now know as the Nessie, as it lurks malevolent through the evil. Beyond this, theories of the Loch Ness monster can range from legend, a brand new species of aquatic life creatures. to even an extraterrestrial life. Documentary number six. Others are a bit more grounded in their observations of the Loch Ness monster, suggesting that the creature is just a large eel given that eels are indeed found in the Loch Ness, and an unusually large one could explain for some of the sightings. 
It also may cover for the sea serpent sightings in the loch, given that eels move like snakes in water. See that bright brain full of activity? That's a healthy 18-year-old brain. Mine is the other one, 55 years old and getting dimmer all the time. I had a million excuses for my fogginess. I was just tired. Another more outlandish theory from 1979 by a biologist Dennis Power and geographer Donald Johnson claimed that the top of the Nessie's head from this famous photograph that we'll talk about in a bit was actually an extended trunk of an elephant. A paleontologist named Neil Clark suggested that a travelling circus may have allowed the elephant to bathe in the loch and might have contributed to sightings at the time. Zoologists have also suggested that the Loch Ness Monster is actually a Greenland shark which can reach up to 20 feet in length, surely amassing the size of the monster. Biologist Bruce Wright suggests that while unlikely, a Greenland shark can survive in the freshwater loch as it hunts for food and that the Loch Ness does have an abundance of salmon and scores of fish, making it a suitable environment for a shark to come and visit. Skeptics also point out that trees, rocks and logs that have fallen straight into the loch could also make up for several of the sightings, as well as oscillations yeah, in the loch where the water stuff. reverts to its natural level after being blown to one side. Other explanations for the Loch Ness Monster include optical illusions, weather distortions, and seismic gases, which can cause disruptions to water. There are also a number of psychological explanations for the sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. Ronald Bins, a former member of the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau, yeah, it was Loch Ness thing, Phenomena Investigation explained that he Bureau, believed there could be no simple explanation for the monster. I catch the last Instead, I think. Bins looked to human psychology and explained in his two books, The Loch Ness Mystery Solved and The Loch Ness Mystery Reloaded, that the human ability of the eye often sees what it wants to see, and sees what it Robert expects Bins. to see. Loch Ness In essence, mystery. what Binns is fundamentally getting at is that most, books, if not guess, all, of the sightings of the monster are actually people Loch seeing Ness one monster. thing, like driftwood or a boat, and entirely misidentifying it. However, this still makes the Loch Ness monster an incredible phenomenon, if this is the case, that so many people are seeing one thing, but are utterly convinced. It is the so-called Nessie. The sightings, though, are certainly not without intrigue and mystery, and this alone makes one want to believe that there is a monster lurking out there in the Loch Ness, an undiscovered and utterly ethereal creature. The first ever reporting of the Loch Ness monster stems as far back as the 6th century, which may put into perspective as to whether this creature is truly thousands of years old, or if this creature has had offspring spanning through generations. Don't know, the sighting describes an Irish monk named St. Columba who stumbled across a few local residents burying a man by the river Ness. St. Columba drove it away. They explained that they'd seen the man swimming in the river and that he was attacked by a beast which had savagely mauled him and then dragged him underwater. While they tried to save him, they were not able to and the ruined corpse of the man was all they had to show for their efforts. Columba had one of his followers swim across the river, and perhaps what is more surprising here is how his followers' massive balls didn't weigh him down as he swam across the river to confront this beast. The beast emerged once it realised it was no longer alone in the water, and went straight for the follower, but Columba was said to make the sign of the cross and warded the creature away. 
Similar sightings would occur throughout the 6th century of water creatures, spirits, serpents, and a range of other monsters. Sightings of the unknown creature occurred here and there from then on, all the way up to the early 20th century. By then, interest in the creature sparked when a man named George Spicer and his wife spotted what they described as an extraordinary form of animal. This animal crossed the road in front of their car. They explained that the creature had a large body, a long narrow neck, and what looked like a thick elephant's trunk that was 12 feet long. It did not have any limbs, and so lurched across the road and towards the lock, where it disappeared into the waters. George Spicer would further elaborate that it looked like a dragon or a prehistoric animal. He also added that the creature was carrying something in its mouth, possibly another animal. Around this time in the 1930s, journalists for the Inverness Courier, Alex Campbell, would assign the word monster to the creature that had been sighted after letters flooded the paper of the supposed sightings. The Inverness Courier would then take the creature that was often cited as the monster fish or the sea serpent and would spin it as something far more dramatic. And so, the Loch Ness Monster was officially born. In 1933, a photograph was produced of the Loch Ness Monster. Good morning, sunshine. This is going to be a great workout. We have some contenders today. Because the morning that they're Alright, climb with me. A man named Hugh Gray snapped this shot of what he claimed was the Loch Ness Monster. Though given the photo's blurriness and the ambiguous shape of the subject, it. it's hard to really tell what this is. Some have said that if you look at it long enough, you can see the head of a dog. An entirely possible deduction, given that Gray had a Labrador, which he frequently took on walks around the lock. It's since been suspected that this is indeed a dog fetching a stick from the lock. Others see otters, swans, or small wildlife in the photo. More interestingly, the original negatives of this photo were conveniently lost. A year later in 1934, a motorcyclist named Arthur Grant claimed to have nearly hit the creature in the early hours of the morning, another sign that the creature was able to make its way onto land. Grant described the creature as having a small head upon a very long neck, in tune with the other sightings. Grant explained that he locked eyes with the creature, and that he dismounted from his bike, only for the creature to hurry back into the water. As a veterinary student, You'd think he'd have a good sense for animals and be able to at least identify the creature if it was a known mammal. But due to the darkness and the ambiguous shape of the creature, Grant could only say that it was a cross between a seal and, yep, you guessed it, a plesiosaur. He went after the creature, but by the time he got to the water, he saw only ripples. In the same year of 1934, sightings of the Loch Ness Monster were at an all-time high the buzz generated from the lock made for quite an exciting time. Of course, there were those who were desperate to get a hold of this creature, or at least some confirmation that it was indeed something incredible, like a dinosaur, or a brand new species, or maybe even a monster after all. And so entered Robert Kenneth Wilson, a gynaecologist, who reportedly took the infamous photo seen here, known as the surgeon's photograph. So Many of you are likely familiar with this photo, wow. perhaps the only photo of the Loch Ness Monster which had many baffled and awestruck. 
when the photo was first taken, Wilson refused to be associated with it, but he did explain that he happened to be at the lock admiring the sea when suddenly the monster emerged. He grabbed his camera and took four photos, two of which were overexposed and one which was blurry. The fourth photo though would captivate the globe for some 60 years, and while skeptics dismissed it as driftwood or some other animal, many considered this to be absolute proof that the Nessie was real. After extensive analysis that took place in the 1990s, the photo was determined to be a fake and a hoax, albeit an elaborate one. As it turned out, a man named Marmaduke Wetherill, who was employed by the newspaper The Daily Mail to find the Nessie, had some difficulty doing so. He would actually fake tracks of the Nessie, which were debunked and proven to be hippo tracks, and was afterwards ridiculed and mocked they by the Daily Mail for his efforts. Scorned by this, Wetherell hired his son-in-law, Christian Sperling, to build a toy submarine. His own son, Ian Wetherell, and his associate, Maurice Chambers, were also involved with the supplying of materials for the structure of what would become their very own Loch Ness Monster. The toy itself was brought from a store, while its head and neck were assembled from wood putty. It was Ian Wetherell who took the photos of the Nessie as they sent it into the lock and staged the entire event. Funnily enough, it's reported that a police officer was actually walking by at the time, and so Wetherell plunged the construction Loch Ness into Monster, the waters mysterious where it legends and creatures. Presumably, Number it is six. likely still there somewhere find at the YouTube. bottom of the lock. The accomplice Maurice Chambers took hold of the photographs and gave them to his friend, Kenneth Wilson, the gynecologist, who apparently enjoyed a good practical joke. Wilson sold the photographs to the Daily Mail, and the four men would relish in the satisfaction that they'd taken revenge on the Daily Mail for ridiculing Marmaduke Wetherill, as well as subsequently trolling the entire world. Incline's going high today. By 1954, the world was still alive with rumours and sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. What's interesting is that a sonar reading was conducted by a team on a fishing boat who noted that a large object was keeping up with the boat at around 479 feet beneath them. It followed them for over 2,000 feet before contact was lost. Whatever it was, it wasn't detected again. Mr. Loch Ness? By 2015, even people were involved with the Loch Ness fun as they attempted to photograph sections of the lock, allowing people to view the body of water on Google Street View. Unfortunately, there were no sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. Several expeditions have since taken place in order to find the Loch Ness Monster, and there are countless documentaries of experts taking to the waters, chasing after the mysterious monster with theatrical dramatics, only for it to turn out to be a bit of driftwood or some algae. Indeed, these expeditions have proven to be fruitless in turning up any real evidence of the Nessie, but they do serve to fuel the phenomenon and keep the legend of the creature alive. While sightings have decreased over the years, there are those that believe the Loch Ness Monster is now dead, or that the species which were identified as the Loch Ness Monster have found a new home. Others believe that if you drained the loch, you would find a whole mess of Loch Ness Monster carcasses, as a result of the creature being unable to adapt People to rising temperatures. Have had but why don't you tell me what you think far. of the Loch Ness Monster in the comments below? There's nothing but sturgeons and eels. Is it still there, lurking beneath the waters? 
Or is this an elusive unknown species that is hiding from us at the bottom of the lock? Was the Loch Ness Monster ever really a thing? Or just a legend passed down from generation to generation? Maybe you've seen it. That'd be cool. Do let me know your thoughts below, and as always, if you've enjoyed this video, don't forget to hit the thumbs up button, and don't forget to subscribe. There you have it. Legends of uh, the Loch Ness Monster, mysterious legends and creatures. Until we meet again, sleep tight.